This podcast is Entel Enhanced. To see pictures, articles and links of what's being discussed, download the Entel app. Hello, welcome to the Big Scuba Show. Hello everyone, this is episode 67 of the Big Scuba podcast. I'm Gemma and I'm joined by Ian and Rosemary Lunn. Hello Ian. Hello. Hello Rosemary, how are you both? Hello Gemma, nice to see you again Ian. Hope you're both well. (laughs) Great, okay. (laughs) It's lovely of you to join us again and I think we've got some news um, to hear from you and then we've got a couple of questions that our listeners have sent in that fit in quite nicely with uh, the news items. Yeah there is and uh, always really good to hear from our uh, lovely listeners and uh, thank you very much for your uh, weekly comments and feedback and uh, everything else that our listener does. How many countries are we up to now Jen? 95. 95, the big scuba gets bigger and bigger. We are global. We are people. I know. Bungie's on the map. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so it's great to hear from all the listeners. So, um, Rosemary, where are you joining us from? So, today I'm um, out and about and I'm in the heartlands of Essex uh, and uh, grabbed a cup of tea and an internet connection and uh, thought I'd come and join you. Great. so I've got some news for you from Marie Breather Training Council. So not entirely for all your listeners, mm-hmm. but is relevant to all your listeners. Yeah. Um, the Rebreather Training Council are busy launching a campaign to advocate that all rebreather divers use checklists. Now, um, this literally is, have you done this? Have you done this? Have you done this? It's a, it's a proper tick list. Um, and we use checklists for lots of things. You'll, you'll find that if you go into surgery, um, and they use checklists in surgery so that they make sure that they've got the right patient. Um, everybody introduces each other. Uh, they know what the operation's going to be. They've got the correct bit marked up on the patient. Um, and this is... This is the head, this is the toe, left hand, right hand. Yeah, exactly. We are going to do something to the left leg. That's good to know, really. That, you know. Stuff like that. Yeah. And it, it stops accidents happening. It stops malpractice happening. And it means that the surgery survivability and the um, healing post-surgery has been greatly improved. And they've done an awful lot of research on this. And um, they can see positive results using checklists. And, of course, you get, well, one day we'll all get on an aeroplane again. Pilots always use checklists. Every single time. It doesn't matter whether they've been flying for five years or 25 years. Every single airline pilot uses a checklist at the start of every single flight to make sure that that flight is properly prepared. Mm -hmm. And they do things like they walk around the outside and they check the outside of the aeroplane, even when it's thundering down with rain. They will be out there and they'll have walked the outside of a plane and inspected it. So... The same thing's happening over in rebreather diving and it's to encourage because this is quite um, a complex thing to set up, a complex piece of equipment set up. Um, the rebreather tra- training council are basically encouraging everybody or rebreather divers to use a checklist. Now, from your point of view, I remember being a very new diver and trying to remember what to take on my dive yeah. and having a checklist means that you will actually think about what kind of dive am I doing? Right, this is the equipment I need and I write a list. 
Um, am I going to need my qualifications? Yes. Should I take a longer drink? Yes. What about my swimming costume? Yes, that'd be a good idea. Um, all sorts of bits and pieces like this. Writing a checklist means that you'll think about the dive properly. You'll pull together your equipment properly. You'll actually check over your equipment mm. before you load it in. You can also stick the checklist in your car. And as you load all your items into your car, you know you've put in your dry suit. You know you've put in your work bolt because you don't want to drive Manchester to Swanage and find you get there to discover that, oh, no weight belt. Mm. Yeah, it's going to spoil everything, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So checklists are a good thing for all divers. So who are the agencies who are involved in this? Are they all involved in it? Or is it just Paddy or...? No, with the Recreational Training Council, it's all agencies pretty much involved in it. So it's RAID, it's Paddy... Um, SSI, TDI, um, INATD. So it's all the agencies involved. This is a this is a non-partisan um, initiative. That's so it's, it's all the agencies getting together to improve rebreather safety. Yeah. Has yeah. it ever been done before? Have... Well, the um, the use of checklists has been um, advocated for a while. Um, about eight years ago, I ran a big event in Orlando called Rebreather Forum 3. And um, out of that came a number of consensus points, but the forum agreed. It was discussed. There was a two hour discussion with all the delegates and all the experts in the room. And a number of safety initiatives were discussed. And one of them was the use of che checklists and advocating the use of checklists. Mm. But it's just trying to get around people and realize, you know, you, you, when, when you point out that an airline pilot of 25 odd years uses one every time they take a plane in the sky and they're flying regularly and rebreather divers aren't so much mm, yeah but divers are a hardened breed and uh you know with somebody who's been diving let's say 20 years at a throw um dives around the world and know their rebreather inside and out and everyone is uh, acceptable for an off day do you, are they going to use a checklist do you think and how do we how do we as a, a body say right even though we know you can dive we know we know how you you know you we know you, you can set a machine up and the the rebreather up and what have you but you still got to use this checklist how do you get how do you engage with them to say right because There'll be people coming below them who will be looking at them, yes. thinking, I want to go into diving and what have you. They're not using these checklists. Why do I need to use these checklists? So it's probably really important that the, the salty sea dogs, as I like to call them, who've died for years and years and years, do use them because the people who are looking at them and, and inspired by them will be thinking, yeah, I've got to use them as well. Well, if you tackle the, the new divers coming in, and point out that the checklist is probably the cheapest piece of life support equipment that they'll ever own mm. and it will look after you dive after dive and how precious is your life mm. uh, yeah and you've yeah. got to it's like you've got to start off with those good practices from the very beginning haven't you and you know yes. i think it's like a fab idea i'll make a list <laughs> it's just yeah because you just won't forget anything and when you're out you know loading a car up bring it back home put it in you know the box or wherever you store it you just need to know that you've got everything there and and it's like a calmness as well isn't it you know you're fully prepared you've ticked everything off your list you're ready to go 
it's also a checklist for when you come home as well have i left everything on have i taken everything off the boat or have i left it behind and you yeah. can write a series of different ones so if you're going out to red sea diving you're going to be wearing and taking entirely different equipment to if you're diving the farms for instance mm. yeah yeah um, so yes it is a good calming mechanism to have yeah yeah because there's nothing worse than thinking driving and thinking I've got a feeling that I've forgotten something and that is always like the worst feeling and you can guarantee when you turn up you've done something a bit stupid and forgotten something yeah 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 so no it's great advice so yeah well hopefully that will come into a recreational arena as well or people can make their own, own people up. can make their own yeah. yeah recreational divers can start writing their own checklist that will suit them and cover their diving needs so that they always remember their, all their equipment and the ancillary extras that they need for their journey, for their dive. And it means that they'll have a more stress-free dive. Yeah. Yeah. We can make a big scuba checklist. I like that. Good idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah I like that. No, that's great to hear. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah. Okay, so just take a quick uh, break from Gemma and myself with Roz and just let's just dial back briefly. So if you are listening to this one, this one is episode 67. Uh, previously before this gem, we had episode 64 with the Kiefers. Yeah, Ken, Ken and Kimber Kiefer talking about their underwater videography and photography. Yes, uh, if you haven't listened to that one, uh, go back and download that one and also we just very recently chatted to Emily, didn't we? Yeah, from the Orkney Islands. Yeah. So if you are looking for somewhere to go holiday in this year, have a look at the Orkneys. Um, yes, you know it's a it's a trip. You know it's a fair distance, but it's a road trip. Yeah, there's lots to do as well, isn't yeah. there? When you get there. Yeah, you, know, you can. There's stuff for your kids. There's stuff for non-diving partners. If you both dive, great. But hey, you can even stuff the stuff to see even if you, even if you go snorkeling. Yeah. And anyone can go snorkeling. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But um, once you're up there, you know, there's a uh, everyone's really friendly. There's things to do, places to stay. Plenty of wildlife. Yeah. Uh, mm. There's a really great website called orkney.com, mm -hmm. uh, which has got tons of information on as well. So look that up. But, you know, give Emily a call, visit her website. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, go up there and have a great time. Really. Yeah, there's a scuba shop up there where you could book a course. Yeah. yeah and and actually, if you look, there is actually places you can visit, you know, in Scotland on the way up and on the way back as yeah, well. Yeah, so, so you, you can make it a proper road trip. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, and break the old journey up. So that's that. Um We've just been on the water, haven't we? We have, yeah. We've been on the River Waveney in the kayaks. First time this year. Yeah, which is really good. And um, Beautiful day. was, yeah. Sun was shining. It was nice to get out on the water for a couple of hours. and We uh, had some fun and a little bit of an adventure. Mud and... Well, what you mean is <laughs> I got stuck to me up to my knees in mud while you were trying to pull me <laughs> at 90 degrees with my legs stuck. <laughs> I do have still, still have the cuts scars. and bruises and the scars uh, to, to to show from that. Yeah, yes. sorry. Yeah, it's I was okay. only like worried. But hey, we survived. Yeah, we survived. We, we got through it. 
But yep. next time you see a portage point, <laughs> use it. Use it. But hey, you know, Jim. You want to just go up this beach? Jim is a portage point. Here. No, we don't want to use that. No, let's let's go up the bank. <laughs> Anyway, we survived. We survived. And we got to use the Paralens camera, didn't we? We certainly did, yeah. yeah. Use that um, below and above the water. Yeah. And uh, we like to show how versatile the Paralens uh, dive camera plus is, which is um, yeah, uh, really clear. Really yeah, clear. really. Yeah. So you just need to go to the YouTube um, video and watch our. Yeah, and of course they've got the new cameras out now. The, yes, uh, the Verquita. Paralens Verquita. So uh, look that up. But, you know, as we go diving and um, as we go out and about, we will be seeing more and more footage of us using the Paralens yeah, cameras. So uh, look out for that. Um, also, you've done a video on unboxing Dark Tide t-shirts. Yep, Dark Tide are a company that make t-shirts from organic cotton eco-friendly ink so we've kind of tied up with them and you'll get a discount if you'd like some custom t-shirts and hoodies made we're saving our listeners more money more money 20 percent. wow so yeah have a look at um the show notes and that will point you in the direction of dark tide or if you if you listen to us on entail entail yep entail is it entail then you're going to get the links right there yeah, you can just uh, what, listen to us on the Intel app and click the links as they come up on your phone. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's a free app. Uh, of course, if you're if you're on Android, hard <coughs> luck. <coughs> Should have got an iPhone. But you can use it on the web. You can go on the website and listen yes. to the podcast. Yeah, but yeah. they are going to they are going Android uh, later on this year. They I are. Think. Yeah. So I it's a, a whizzy little app that's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Should have got an iPhone. Mm, maybe. Um, who else? Happy bottles. We like happy bottles. <laughs> That's H A P I. H A P P I. No, H A P P I. Be happy. We so hashtag be happy. Yeah. We like that. Yeah. So this is a company that produces drinks bottles. Um, so eliminating single-use plastic by not needing. They're very colourful. Yeah, that's a real selling point. They're like neon colours. So we've got pink. I've got a pink one and you've got a bright yellow one. a bright one. yellow one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I think they are coming out with more... Uh, stealth mode kind of colours. I like yeah. stealth mode. Yeah, they're coming out with a black one. Yeah, so, so. yeah I like stealth. I like to be invisible, especially when I'm diving. <laughs> you take a drinks bottle diving. <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly, yeah. yeah well, I think all my dive kit is virtually black. Yeah, I think black. Why advertise? Yeah. I know as a dive master you be invisible. <laughs> I like just go up and go Whoa! <laughs> No, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, don't I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Yeah, but anyway. I listen, I'll be complaining going, you can't do that That's as a not dive how a dive master behaves. But yeah, so happy bottles. We've done an unboxing today, haven't we? We have, yeah, that was really good. And, um, Look out for that. That's be keep, that yeah. should be coming out very soon on the old YouTube. And social media platforms. Yeah, we'll be posting some pictures of the happy bottle. Yeah, happy bottles. Um, also, you've done another one. I know, we had a busy day today. We've unboxed a Storm Poncho from Fourth Element. Yeah, yeah. And uh, thanks to uh, Dom and everybody there at Fourth Element for providing us with this. 
and uh, again that's something we're going to be using mm -hmm. during the year um, and uh, yeah yeah we're going to be not? road testing it so we'll be using it when we come out of the water diving but we'll use it when we're paddle boarding and yeah and it's, and it's you know i think one of the things with these things you have to kind of you know it's all right getting it unboxed and all that and that's all lovely great what's that actually like to use and you know we'll be doing that during the year um you know on the dive boat what's it like is it yeah stopping the wind coming through all that sort of stuff you know um so that'd be really good um and we'll be You'll be seeing demonstrations, demonstrations of that during the year as we go diving, um, and also YouTube. Um, so we've got a really big, 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 big thank you to say to all our lovely new subscribers. Yeah, we've had an influx of subscribers this last month. Yeah, we have, yeah. and uh, our little goal is to do uh, get up to a thousand subscribers by the end of April, isn't it? Yeah, and, um, so if you're listening and can just help, just subscribe. We ought to just say a big thank you. <laughs> um, certainly can't do it without our lovely listeners and uh, our subscribers. So keep with us. Don't just disappear. We, you know, once we get to 1,000, go, well, I don't need to subscribe. <laughs> no, don't do that, because all of a sudden they'll plummet. And that'll be really shocking. That And that'll be horrible, horrible and messy. Yeah. We don't want that. We What we want you to all to stay with us carry on listening carry on subscribing tell your friends watch the youtube videos. get your mother on board and say oh you know get her to do subscribe as well um you know we are family friendly so yeah yeah all good exactly. yeah so and, but yeah uh, thank you for the youtube subscribers yeah yeah that's brilliant thank you very much and uh you know please do and uh, subscribe and also um you know, we've got the back phone, it's, it, it's there, and that's got coming out with us on the road once we start yes. doing a bit more diving and what have you. We've had a few people um, phone in on the back phone, haven't we? We certainly have, yeah. yeah. And uh, Tash, uh, thank you very much for your message. She's been diving at Stony Cove. Yeah, so uh, look out for that. Hello, caller. Please leave your message after the tone. Remember to leave your name and where you are calling from so that we may play it on the wireless. Thank you for calling. Please leave your message after the tone. Hey guys, Tash here from Tash and George's Dive Trips. Um, great to get in the water on Monday. Uh, went to Stony Cove. It was about, I don't know, two inches visibility on a six metre shelf. So we took a bimble over to the Stangarth uh, where the visibility was around about two metres, I suppose, which was, that was fine. You can see each other just about. Um, really cold, only about five or six degrees. But so, so nice to get out, get out and go diving and catch up with the dive buddies and be in that environment again. So really, really cool. Get the kit tested, ready for hopefully a really busy dive season. Got the Red Sea coming up, fingers crossed. We've got Scapa beginning of July, which will be great fun. So fingers crossed for the rest of the season. See you later, guys. End of messages. The number that you need is plus 44 78102 59 24. We didn't practice that at all. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. yeah, so you can send us a WhatsApp voice message and if you're brave, a WhatsApp video. And 
if you're not so brave, just send us a text. But yeah, it's WhatsApp is the way to go. That would be really cool, wouldn't it? We'd be able to see what our listeners look like. Yeah, and then we could maybe put you on the YouTube channel. We could put a little combination of... Oh, if they want to, if they have yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's there if you want to tell us about your diving, but also promote anything to do with a product you're launching. Yeah, big scuba is open for business. So if you if you are in the diving fraternity and you've got business uh, and you've got products that you want to uh, get us to shout about, get in contact, DM us, uh, send a tweet, whatever, however you want to do it. Yeah, we're your channel for communication. Yeah, so, uh, and many of the companies have done so already. Yeah, yeah. And there is some more coming up. There is some exciting news. Keep tuned, so uh, there'll be more on that soon. Yeah, so I think that's, uh, we've covered everything. I think it is, so let's get back to Roz and um, see what else is happening in her world. Okay, right, back to Roz. Okay. Yep, so I think you've got some, also some news about AP. Oh yeah, so AP, right, so AP, AP Diving. Now they're based in Cornwall. Um, AP, it comes from Angela Parker. So the person... Oh, invented or founded AP Diving. His wife was is Angela, and that's why it's called AP. Um, and they're based in Cornwall, and um, they make all sorts of bits of diving equipment. They make bomb-proof BCDs, um, which are excellent for diving in the UK. Um, they also make rebreathers, and um, they are just about to launch. And I've got the exclusive on it. They're just about to launch Ooh. a rebreather safety strap. So this is a way for helping keeping your mouthpiece and your hoses on a rebreather in your mouth. They um, spent eight months developing this. Um, They've got three dedicated tool makers down there. They've made a a special mold that actually comes to pieces. And I think this is the first time this has happened in technical recreational diving that a mold of this complex nature has been actually built and made. Um, it means that they can create the mouthpieces in-house in Cornwall. And um, what happens is they've created a one piece. So they've got mouthpiece with a mouth guard around it. Um, so that it means that it doesn't let bubbles come out and it helps reduce jaw fatigue. And um, it's been passed um, CE marking, testing and everything, passed all that with flying colours. And it's going to be launched in the next sort of four weeks or so. So this is um, nice news for technical divers. Um, What I like about AP is they're so proactive and they um, always look at their equipment and they are revising it and changing it. And because they've got the tools and the machinery in-house, they can go, oh, I've got an idea. And they they can actually make stuff in-house, test it out, dive it, because they're not far from the sea. And then they can actually put it into production. So it's good that we've got proactive manufacturers like this in the UK. Yeah, yeah. So and does it actually, do you still bite on it? Yes, you do. Yeah, yeah. You just go and have, go and have a good chew on it. <laughs> <laughs> so is and it a similar thing for uh, recreational divers? Do they, does that ever come into play? Is there some kind of strap for just normal regulators? Um, you'll find that octopuses, um, uh, especially for diving in a Hogarthian style. So... Hogarthian style is where you're diving with two hoses. One is long, extra long, sort of two metres long. 
and one is for normal length. So the normal length one will come underneath your chin and it will be held on with a piece of bungee normally. Right. So it means that you can reach down with your mouth if you need to and you can grab it. And then the long hose is worn around your body, around your neck, and you breathe on it. And the idea is that if another diver is out of gas, they know that they can have this regulator in your mouth because you're breathing on it. So therefore, the gas you're breathing at the depth you are is safe for them to breathe. So you donate that primary regulator, you put your regulator in your mouth, and then you give them the, the, the hose. And because it's two meters, it means that they can go over there and they can sort themselves out because if you have an incident underwater, being so close to each other is really stressing. Mm. Yeah. Um, you can have an, you can, some people um, uh, use a primary regulator and then they've got um, like an air tube. They've got um, an inflator, but you can also breathe on. Right. Um, now this came out years ago before we had octopuses and it was a great idea because we didn't have secondary alternative air sources at the time. So it was an alternative air source. Yeah, I've seen them. But honestly, you're far better off having an octopus with a longer hose because it means that person can get away from you for a little bit. You've got space to move and manoeuvre and sort yourselves out and then go, right, okay, let's think about doing an ascent. How are we going to do this ascent? Where are we going to do this ascent? Whereas if you're in each other's faces and you're breathing, you've got, you're breathing on the inflator because it's an octopus inflator combined and then your primary reg, because that's such a short hose, it all gets a bit tight and stressful and, oh, you're in my face and, you're just going to kick me and I've got no space and how are you going to get out of here? And there are better solutions. Yeah. So either a long hose or an octopus is a much better option for buying rather than an integrated inflator regulator uh, octopus. Now it's of its time. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand that. You know, especially if somebody's getting stressed underwater, you know, that can soon um, escalate, can't it? Hmm. Oh, yeah, no, it's, well, new to me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I can imagine if you're all close, then you've got all bubbles and, you know, it's, it must be, yeah, incredibly yeah, stressful. It adds to the situation. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. No, that's good. That's good to hear about, you know, uh, British manufacturing, though, with AP and uh, um, leading the way like that. It's brilliant. Yeah, they're quite an innovative company. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we've had a question from a listener about regulators, haven't we, Ian? Right, okay, yes. That's a, I'm so glad that you've uh, reminded me about that, Gemma. Um, we have had a question in about regulators, and actually not about regulators, about servicing regulators, okay? So um, our listeners must... Uh, also send their names in as well so um, thank you very much for the question my co question is my regulators have become out of date during lockdown something we've heard quite a bit about can I service them myself or should I take them to a dive shop or centre now on the big scuba we do like to uh, support our local dive centres I would suggest Ros what do you think I am a service technician. I've done tickets for it. I do not have a natural affinity with spanners. I do not have a natural love for spanners. 
Yeah. Um, I'm fortunate, but I've done a couple of, I've done about four servicing courses and it actually helps me do my job because I write about scuba, I talk about it, I promote it, etc. So having the expertise about how this equipment works is great. Would I service my own regulators? No, no, not in a million years. Definitely not. Absolutely not. I, I, I'm not natural with spanners at all. Um, and I'd sooner take it to a service technician who likes doing this, who has the expertise, who does this day in, day out, because all bits of equipment have nuances. Mm. And so the um, service technician will set it up and then they'll test it and they'll tweak it and they'll deal with the nuances so that you have got a very well serviced piece of equipment. By all means, go in and talk to them and say, can I watch you service? Um, some service technicians will say, no, definitely not. Some service technicians and dive centers will welcome it. And they'll see, you, you will see how your regulator is taken to pieces and how you end up with springs and a pile of rubber bits and um, how all the metal, you know, your, your brass bits, your brass housing, etc., all ends up being put in what looks like a chip basket um, and put into what looks like um, a deep fat fry. It's sort of an ultrasonic cleaner right. and it gets cleaned through that it gets checked, um, it's, they use special greases, um, like oxygen-friendly grease, um, and they'll, they'll open a service kit and it will have brand new washers and O-rings and rubber bits and seats and poppets and things like that, and they'll put it together. And then they'll check it and they'll check the cracking pressures and the interstage pressure and things like that. Um, it may be that the regulator does not need servicing, take it to a service technician, a good one, and have a chat with them and find out whether it just needs um, a check and if it's okay, or whether it needs a service. And hopefully you've got a good service tech who will say, well, yes, it will just need a check. Yes, that's fine. And you might need to pay them for their time because that's only fair. Or they may say, I'm very sorry, it's gonna need a service. Yeah. Um, I, I understand that divers, are passionate about their equipment um but honestly if you're only doing like one regulator or two regulators every year um compared with somebody who's doing regulators day in day out week in week out i think you're better off uh, with a service technician than doing it yourself yeah you don't want it's to good. do it and end up with a nut or a piece of metal left over and it's an interesting term of phrase there because i thought um, what they said is out of date. So yes. there's obviously a date and it's gone past that. So what we say in every 12 months? Generally, it's every two to 12 months. Some regulator manufacturers, it's two years. So check on the regulator manufacturers to the service dates. Okay. Because some of them are now every two years. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Sorry. Talk, talk to the service techs, talk to the dive centres about it mm. and ask for a health check. First of all, can you do a health check on my regulator, please? Do I need to have it serviced? This is the history on it. This was when it was last serviced. This is how many dives it's done. You know, nobody's really done very much diving in the last 12 months. We all know that. So it just might need a health check. Yeah. 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 But be prepared to pay for the expertise of a health check. Yeah. Well, well it is, yeah. it's your equipment for underwater, isn't it? So it needs to be worth Pretty crucial. Yeah. 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 
I can just imagine if I took one apart and I, cause I've done the paddy self, uh, you know, you can service. Shelty course. Yes. That one. And I remember sitting there thinking, yeah, this is exactly the reason why I'm glad I've done this. Exactly. The reason why I wouldn't take it apart because I would put it all back together and think, yeah, great. Excellent. Where does this screw go? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've sat in yeah. things like Skip Pro um, technicians being trained. Um, I'm fortunate that a colleague of mine is a top scuba pro service trainer, and I think he's probably one of the, the best in the world. Yeah, and he's based in the states, and his knowledge of the products are phenomenal. And he's positively gleeful when he pulls out his roll of tools and goes, "Let me show you this." And he takes out, he's got his circlip um, uh, spanner thing, and he's taking out a circlip, and he's and, and he's absolutely meticulous the way that he lays out all the parts and he's explaining everything. And he's a fantastic educator. And the technicians who learn from him learn very well indeed. Yeah. Um, this is this is not really to be trifled with. It's life support equipment. Yeah. But understanding things like you've got a wet breathe on your regulator. Why have you got wet breathe on your regulator? So is it a split in the diaphragm? Has there been some grit caught in the mushroom valve? Or is your mouthpiece split? Yeah actually possessing that knowledge is really important mm. so yeah. that if you've got a wet breathe you can come out you can look at it and go oh, i've got a split in the mouthpiece right i can replace the mouthpiece oh let's turn it upside down oh look on the exhaust valves yes one of my mushroom valves is turned in right let's tweak it out let's wash it out really carefully with some water yes that's fine that's got the grit gone right so if it's not the mushroom valve and it's not the um, mouthpiece i wonder if there's something wrong with the diaphragm right, let's go and take it to someone who will know and see if I can check and see if the diaphragm split. So an interesting metaphor could be is understanding how your car works. Yeah, make, you, know, you put oil in your car, you put water in your yeah. car, right? Do you go and start changing the head gasket? Probably no. not. No. You, you know, your, brake, your brakes are wearing... Do you actually take off and replace your brake shoes? Probably not. Cars That's are faster sophisticated than these days than they were. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, we've got to be respectful of our equipment, haven't we? And know what our limits are. All the time. Yeah. So build a relationship with a good service tech. And it might not be your actual literal local dive centre. It might be a dive centre that's 30, 40 miles down the road or something. But build a relationship with a dive yeah. centre that, that you know, with a good service technician that you can talk to is a really, really good thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's good advice. Well, and that's diving, isn't it? Is make sure you've got a good relationship with your local dive centre for all sorts of things, for your parts, your servicing, for your diving, everything, you know, so uh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 And if you don't know of a decent dive centre, then it's, you know, like talk to other divers, I guess, isn't it? And get recommendations. Yeah. I know. I know of two dive centres that have closed down in the last couple of weeks. Mm. Oh, that's not good. Um, because of COVID-19. That was mm. the final straw. So we are losing dive centres. If you, you you don't want to go back to 100 mile round trips to get airfields again, if possible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, support them as well, isn't it? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, great advice there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Um, we also have had another question in from a listener, um, which is quite relevant to COVID and lockdown. Obviously, we've not been diving. Um, they say they've gained some lockdown weight. And <gasps> <No>. <laughs> they've not done much exercise during this lockdown. Have we got any advice before they get in the water and go for a dive again? Yes, 10 press-ups a day. <laughs> um, okay, everything in moderation. Uh, have a look at the clothes that you were wearing when you could, when you were fit to go diving. Um, try and start exercising. Don't go bonkers. If you can get out and do one or two 15 minute walks a day and make it brisk, that's good. Think about your diet, cut out the alcohol or reduce, you know, treat yourself Saturday night, have a glass of wine. Just be sensible about this. Start building in some resistance. Think about the fact that you're going to be going up and down stairs. You're going to be carrying stuff and start thinking about um, carrying. Have you got some weights or something that you can start carrying so that you're used to lifting and carrying and moving things um, when you start, when, you, when you're going to go back to um, diving? Also, some yoga because you're going to need to be a bit flexible so you know you've got to put on your pins figure of four you've got to bend down to do things you've got to bend to lift stuff so down doing dog. yoga right down improves. a dog that's one isn't it yeah that's one <laughs> well done um, so i know a little bit of yoga <laughs> yeah so do yeah. some yoga because you need to be flexible, it will improve your core, it will tighten up your core. It's all very normal, basic common sense, really. Yeah. Just you know, start eating in moderation, think about what you're eating, try and get some exercise, don't go bonkers. If you can lose a pound or two a week, that's fine. Mm. You know, a pound a week is, is, is a sensible way of going. You don't want to start crash dieting and you don't want to start doing umpteen reps of stuff and hurting yourself and damaging. Start working up to it. Yeah. And once you're back to fitness again, maintain it. Mm. Yeah, that's good advice. And yeah, most divers might have a cylinder. So, you know, they could start sort of incorporating that into a bit of exercise, lifting it and you know, yeah, just getting used to... Do a burpee over your cylinder, can well, you? Yeah, you could do a burpee over your cylinder. I love burpees. We do. They're great. <laughs> get, down, get down, you get up, get down, you get up. Ian They're great. <laughs> At CrossFit, we're doing them all the time. Burpees, but like, just, you can't get enough of them, really, yeah. Because you get down to get up, get down to get up. Yeah, but actually, that. incorporating some of your dive gear into you into it is quite a good idea. You know, practice putting on your fins, lean against the stairs, mm-hmm. and practice putting on your fins and taking them back off again. Practice building your scuba set if you've got a scuba set. Yeah, good. You know, if you've got a scuba set, why don't you practice? building it, putting it on, practice putting it on, practice clipping it up, go for a walk around your garden, come back, practice taking it off, practice taking it to pieces, practice packing it all up into a small box. Yeah, that's good advice because you could just sit on the stairs, couldn't you, with the tank, you know, behind you and you've seen, yeah. And, you know, you can practice chicken winging your way in and, you know, doing up your cummerbands and your straps and getting it all ready and, Tucking in Gems often in a dive gear on a Saturday night, aren't you, Gem? In your dry suit, in your in your rubber outfit on a Saturday night. <laughs> Doing some press ups in it. Yes. Uh, 
Yeah, but, but it is true. Um, well, me as a new diver, you know, when you've got your BCD on and you're just like trying to put your arm in and you don't, because you're not used to it, you're not completely at one with it, then that would be now the time to kind of practice and... Yes, stick it on the stairs or stick it on a, a platform that's quite big, quite stable. Make sure that you've got big shoulders. So you've, you've extended the shoulders on your bcd and you've opened it up you've you've yeah. laid out your hoses nicely and then sit into it and you know think about ch chicken winging your way in so that you're coming in with your elbow through the hole and then round and the same again yeah and then good. of course you're going to be bringing down the shoulder straps making sure they're nice before you're doing over the cummer band and the strap there and then you're thinking about the chest strap and then of course you can stand up at this point and start thinking about tucking in your hoses and stuff you know, it's a good thing. Why not? Because you're going to, if you get familiar with equipment, you'll be more comfortable when you get back in the water, even if you've had a long layoff. Yeah. I might practice putting fins on, because is it me? I, I, I find it quite hard just putting fins on sometimes, don't you? Do you not use figure four? The what, sorry? Okay, so figure four is where you either use your, your buddy or you've got something to lean on like a wall. Yep. So you've got your, what hand is this? This is my left hand and I've got my fin in my left hand and I'm right. leaning on the wall with my right hand and I'm bringing my leg up yeah, yeah. with, my, with my, my right leg up yeah. across my thigh and when I'm sliding on my fin, I'm putting the thin strap on, right? And then you just turn around and you do the, 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 the exactly the same where you're leaning on the wall with your left hand. So you bring your right, you bring up your left foot across your right thigh. You're using right hand to slide on the fin on your left hand. So glad we're live for this. <laughs> but it's, um, but this is a, if you can see, this is quite a short thing to get at, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. You know, my, my left foot and my right hand are very close together. Whereas if I'm trying to do my right foot, my right, you know the, the mechanics yeah. just don't work do they uh, no no especially in dry suit yeah and yeah. it's balance isn't it as well so balance as well back to yoga and back to your core strength so i, I am working on my flexibility because i am and since i've been going to crossfit actually it's i've always thought i used to stretch quite a lot but actually since i've been going to crossfit i've realized actually i haven't been doing enough and uh, some of the guys they're so flexible I feel like I've unplanked the wood, to be honest, you know, at times where you, it's something you're kind of working on. And now I'm 26. I'm finding that, you know, that's getting a bit harder to do. Why are you laughing, Jim? You know, and, you know, it is fine getting your fins on. You're like, oh, blimey. Yeah. It's techniques and tips. Yeah. Yes. Techniques and yeah. Yes. Yeah, and even getting your fins off when you come out of the water is a tricky one as well, isn't it? Yeah, that's practice. Mm. Yeah. Um, Always nice to you, buddy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, well, it's nice to be able to do it yourself as well, isn't it? It's just a... <laughs> it's basically a process of putting them on, to be perfectly honest. You know, you'll get onto the steps or you'll get sat down um, on the boats that I dive off, I dive with an informal club and um, you get pounced on pretty much when you come out of the water. You get pounced on when you're on the lift, you're guided from the lift to the seat and then 
before you know it, you've had every single clip and button and strap undone and you've been taking it and a cup of tea thrust in your hand, um, which is nice. And then you've got five minutes to recover and then think about where are all my toys, right? I'll put them away. And then you're one of the ones further on who is pouncing on a diver when they come out of the water and you're undoing the clips and pins and giving them a cup of tea. It's all yeah. a team thing. Yeah. It's very much a team thing. And if you all work together, one, it's more fun, and two, it's much easier. It is, yeah. That's the beauty of Liverpool diving as well, though, isn't it? Because, like, you know, those guys help you so much. You, you, you know, you're, you're excited, you're tired, you have mixed emotions about your dive. And then you get these guys, like, pounce on you, and they help with your kit and helping you to your, to your, to your bench where you can take the seat, and they're, they're helping you with fins, and they're handing you in a cup of coffee. It's almost like having a Formula One pit stop where you all of a sudden you're like, you're virtually dressed, and you're undressed, and your cup of co- hot chocolate's in your hand, and you're like, wow, this is great. And then you go diving in the UK, and you've got to do it all yourself. Or you dive with the club, or you dive, dive with your mates. Yeah. Or you have a good dive buddy. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah, no, that's good. And obviously from that, it's not obviously all about the physical side of things. We've all got to be prepared mentally into sort of getting ourselves into the water. And I think you've got another kind of bit. So of- everybody's been having a tough time of it, no matter how much banana bread we've baked and... Um, you know how much we've tried to look after ourselves uh we've all suffered in the last year we're a very very social sport and we're used to meeting up at dive shows and events and going diving and lots of us haven't been able to do this so there's been a group that's been set up and it's called time to surface uh you can find it on facebook and they're running two mental health workshops um and it's been thought that you know mental health Everybody suffered financially through this as well. And um, finance shouldn't be a barrier to mental health. Um, So what's happened is it's been set up so that everybody can access this for free. Um, uh, So whether you've had a hard time of it or whether you know somebody else who's had a hard time of it and you're there to help them, go and check out Time to Surface. There's a couple of workshops being run at the end of April. Log on, register, it's free. And it will help you and it will also enable you and empower you to help others as well. And that's a good thing because diving is very much a mental game or mental dive as well as a physical dive. Yeah. Yeah. And the way it's affected, there might be people or divers out there that have just, you know, got a bit down and thinking, oh, I'm not going to go diving anymore. And maybe this is something that they need just to kind of springboard them into, yeah, sort of getting back out there and enjoying their diving again. Yeah. Yeah. And we've had, you know, on the podcast, uh, previous guests who've come on and talked about this. We've had Helen Budillion, a free diver who has been very open with her own uh, mental uh, journey, Mm. uh, mental health journey. Uh, and talked about how freediving helped with that. And we did, didn't we do that with uh, the Mind Awareness Week, I believe? Yes, oh, I mean, yeah, that, that's part right? of that, yeah. uh, And also um, our friends over at Depth Therapy uh, talked about this, you know, about f- uh, being fit, you know, with mental health as well, how diving helps with that. So, you know, this is great. And this is another great 
opportunity for people to take advantage of. And you're right, you know, this has been a, you know, a mind-boggling year, uh, a strange year. And, it, and I, I say to my kids all the time, you know, this is going to be something that you're going to be talking about for years to come. You'll be when you're older, you'll look back about, you know, how it affected you at school, um, how, you know, uh, how it's affected the whole world. And, you know, we're going to be talking about this COVID thing, you know, for years to come. There'll be mm-hmm. who remembers the pre-lockdown years and who remembers, you know, how life moved on and changed. This is brilliant, though. You know, this is really great. It's good that people got together to do this. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's uh, so it's called Time to Surface. You can find it on Facebook, and it's needed for yeah. for the diving industry and the diving community. It's yeah. timely as well, isn't it? You know, coming at the end of the UK, coming out of a lockdown, you, that you know people can take advantage of this, and we'll put this into the show notes that. So people can click on the link and go to it. Uh, and if you use Entail, all they've got to do is click on that and that will whiz them straight over as well. Yeah. Marvellous. Yeah. So, no, that's great advice. And, yeah, it's great to have some questions that kind of nicely fit into our news items as well. So yeah. thank you very much, Rosemary. That's really, yeah. Yeah, brilliant. So, You're very welcome, both. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, listeners, if you've got any other questions for Rosemary, just send them in. You can email them in, direct message them in or use this big scuba bat phone as well. Yeah, that's excellent. So, yeah, thank you very much for joining us, Rosemary. I look forward to talking to you again. Yeah, it's great. Thank you very much, Rosemary. It's always brilliant. And uh, thanks for sharing all the the news and uh, those questions. It's brilliant. Well, that was all good. I hope you enjoyed that. And uh, let's just tell you that coming up very soon um, because on Monday we are talking to our great friends of the podcast Christina and Christina Sonato and Kevin Lorenzo and uh, we are chatting to them because it's actually a year uh, since we first spoke to Christina a whole year ago and uh, uh, it was on the 3rd of May and uh, this episode will be coming out on 3rd of May and uh, we just wanted to have a catch up, catch up yeah, really, and see how the year has see gone. what they've both been up to, and because they're like us, you know, being in and out of lockdowns and trying to keep busy and fit, and um, you know, and it's good to catch up with some, you know some of our guests and see how their year has fared for them, really. Yeah, and see what they've got planned for you know maybe the next six months as yeah, well. There yeah, there is, and uh, I know um, Christine has actually put out just this morning actually at the time of recording a great video of her taking a hook out of one of her sharks yeah so she's probably added to her collection of oh sh- yeah she's hooks. got a box there loads of hooks that she's uh, removed over the years yeah huge horrible looking hooks yeah. you know and uh, so she continues to well they both do they continue the struggle of removing those hooks yeah Yep, so I'm looking forward to chatting to them. Yeah, that is. And uh, it was where I made that, um, the, the, I wouldn't say mistake, but I didn't understand when I said, I called, referred to Christine as a sharp whisperer. Mm. It's not. She's a listener. She's a listener, exactly. And she explains why. So before you listen to that, maybe go back and download to or, or watch the videos of when we spoke to yeah yeah there's three Christina episodes and we spoke to them both didn't we mm. you know um yeah. spoke to kevin 
a couple of weeks afterwards we spoke to Christina, didn't we? Yeah, there were three episodes we did with Christina and we did one with Kevin as well. Yeah. 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 So which was really interesting because it's another different side to a story, but they've both ended up in the Bahamas. Yeah, and uh, we've spoke to them both during the year, you know. Yeah. Uh, on we keep off. in touch. Yeah. So it's been really good and uh, I think I think it's fair to say that we feel blessed and in what's the word? Stronger by knowing that we can refer to them. Yeah, yeah, and they've been very supportive of yeah. the podcast as well, which is great. Yeah, so, yeah, been brilliant. So uh, look forward to that, look forward to catching yeah. up, having a laugh and a giggle along the way. So. Yeah, we've got a busy day, yeah. Monday. Yes, we're in the water, aren't we? Yeah, first time <laughs> in the pool. Can't wait. Doing a bit of a refresher before we get in the Yeah, the yeah, water. so we've got a couple of hours booked in the pool at our local dive centre, Crystal Sea Scuba, in Norwich, yeah. where we're going to do some basic skills. Yeah, and how to clear your mask, Jen. Yeah, I think so. But actually, I might have to look at it. <laughs> Don't <laughs> say that. <laughs> no, and as Ross said, we need a checklist as well. Absolutely, yep. checklist. We'll yep. do that as a checklist. Uh, make sure we've got everything. And uh, yeah, but it is. It's, it's all about getting your head back into diving and uh, we'll do that at the pool. Do some. We'll do out of air scenario, maybe Caesar, who knows? Yep, get the dry suit on. We'll go make down sure. the check the, the skill checklist, make sure we can do still yep. still do those skills. Yeah, just be nice to get in the water. It would. Get a pair of fins on. Yeah, <laughs> and have a splash around. And then uh, Sunday, we should hopefully be diving properly. In the river. In yeah. the river in Norwich. Yeah. With our great friends, the Green Party in Norwich. Yep, yep. So all if conditions are right, we'll be hopping in. Yeah, if not, we'll be on the kayak. So yeah. uh, we'll be doing something. There's a plan A and there's a plan B. Yeah, there is. So look out for that. There'll be lots of stuff on social media, no doubt. And uh, yeah, that's that. Yeah, so yeah, it's going to be a busy week. Yeah, it is a busy week. And well, it should hopefully be a busy year. Now we're getting back in the water, doing yeah. stuff. We've just done CrossFit and uh, that went really well. Yeah, that was a good one today. Really, a lot of running and weight. Yeah, far too many burpees for my liking, but yeah. there we go. We got them done. We got them done. We got them done. We got, got, got it done. in time. We got them done. Yes. Anyway, that's enough. <laughs> I need to go lay down in a darkened room. No, you don't. <laughs> After all that running about, like Yeah, same. So we'll... Hashtag diver fitness. Fit to die. Hashtag dive master life. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, diving life. Okay. Hashtag be happy. Exactly. So, there we go. Yep. Bit of ray of sunshine into your so life with a happy bottle. Another hashtag seize the day. Seize the day. And yep. on that note, that's it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for sticking with us again. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you do it, but we are totally thrilled that you do so thank you very much and don't and forget if you've got any recommendations or you want to make any comments send us a message yes. send us an email and tell your friends because you know we've got to spread spread the love spread the message and get them on board as well yeah exactly so we really you know appreciate you contacting us yeah so thank you very much don't forget the back phone don't forget about uh checklist what we talked about yeah. And uh, keep safe and uh, fun in the water and below. Yeah, and we'll see you next week. Certainly will. See you later. Thanks for listening to the podcast. 
We are not affiliated with any agency or organisation and all opinions expressed in this episode are our own and those of our guests. If you wish to make any comments about this episode, then please do contact us via email or our social media platforms that are listed in the episode show notes. Alternatively, you can send us a message or voice message via WhatsApp on the Big Scuba Bat Phone and the number is plus four four seven eight one zero 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 five nine two four. We will always respond promptly and thank you once again for downloading this episode.